uh, great start, great beginning to our night. Well, it has been a uh, for it's been a great weekend. Uh, I know for our, our whole church, we have men away on man camp. We had women away at soft fresh. It's like so you know, it's all comfortable on the inside. No, I'm just joking. No, I heard actually I heard fresh was awesome. So we had a bunch of our women. They're getting fired up and built into. Uh, so I know it's just been an exciting weekend. Uh, just uh, our whole church, God doing great things. And uh, I'm going to talk tonight, uh, what, what we've been uh, talking about uh, all, all weekend uh, on the man camp uh, has been uh, living a David kind of life. We, we spent all weekend looking at the life of David, who's kind of this just incredible figure, this kind of man among men in the scriptures. And, and this guy who we, we get so much of his life, his, his highs, his lows, his his talents and abilities and his flaws, all of it was passed down to us. And so we can learn so much from his life and, and what the life of uh, someone who, who was known as a man after God's own heart, what it looks like to be a person who's got a heart after God and that God just resonates with. A man after God's own heart, huh? I, I, see, I feel it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. I can preach tonight. My voice feels a little raspy, and I, you know, but I've had coffee, and when there's grunting, I feel like the presence of the Spirit is just getting, man, I just, so, so, man, man after God's heart. And, uh, and uh, tonight, uh, what I want to do, I know a lot of you weren't able to be there. Obviously, the grunters were, but uh, I'm going to talk about this guy, David. We, we, you, you know, you may not have gotten to hear the, the whole story, but tonight, what we're going to look at are some of David's last words. And David, this guy who lived this incredible life, wouldn't it be amazing if somehow David could be here and say, you know what, after it was all said and done, after I lived it all, the highs to the lows, here's what it's about. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could be here and say that? And wouldn't you want to say, David, I'm going to soak up what you've got to say. Your last words are ones I want to, I'd, I'd listen to a guy like that. And you know what's amazing is we actually get those words. David, just before he's about to die, this passage we're going to look at tonight are the, some of the last words of David who was passing on to his son Solomon, who was going to succeed him as king of Israel. David is going to say to him, here's my final charge to you. He's going to say, Solomon, here is what I'm calling you into. And I hope uh, every one of us here tonight, man or woman, can get a sense from what David said about what it looks like to live a life after God's heart. And uh, so we're going to dive into that. So, 1 Kings chapter 2 says this, David's charge to Solomon. Charge, that's a good word. That's good. That's good. I, I so appreciate my brothers tonight. <laughs> it's a good word, charge. Spent a lot of time on the weekend, talked about a Dodge Charger for a while, a lot of good stuff like that. But this is a charge. This is his, here's my words to you, Solomon. Here's what it's about. Here's what it's for you. First Kings chapter 2, verse 1 says this. When the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon, his son. I'm about to go the way of all the earth, he said. So be strong. Act like a man. Oh, oh. 
man. <laughs> and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him. That's a grunter right there. Walk in obedience to him. And keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations as written in the law of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all you do, wherever you go. And that the Lord may keep his promise to me. That if your descendants watch how they live, and if they walk in faith, faithfully before me, with all their heart and soul, not a piece of it, all their heart and soul, you'll never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. This is David's, uh, his charge to Solomon. You know, he, he'd lived through a lot. He'd been through a lot. His son's going to take the throne. And he says, Solomon, here's, here's what I want you to do. Here's what it's all about. And I want you to, I want to, I want to kind of grab just a, a, a few pieces that we see in this that I think we see here's something David had figured out. Here's something he had kind of learned in his life that are good to learn. And, uh, and I think if we can kind of grab hold of these, we get a, a sense of, all right, this is what a life that, that follows hard after God looks like. And the first thing I love about, you know what I, I, I think is, is kind of great to see about David is that David was someone who had worked out what life was about. And a big part of that was he understood something that we sometimes don't like to acknowledge. And that's that there's one way that all the earth goes. I actually love the phrase that he begins here with when he says, Solomon, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. David's he's coming to the end of his life, says, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. He's coming to his death. David knows this is, this is life. The way of all the earth, no one, gets, no one gets out of this without going the way of all the earth. Now before you start to just feel depressed, I want you to see this is actually one of the most powerful things we can wrap our minds around if we're actually going to live. is to understand that we're going to die. David was one of those fortunate people who got to live all the way through old age. He watched men die at his right and his left all through his life and people come and go and people that mattered to him. And I think through all that, he understood that this is the way of all the earth. That we have one short life and then we all go the way of all the earth. And we're going, we're going to come to an end. We cannot live as though this life is all there is. It is so easy to live as though this life is all there is. And if you do that, you're ignoring the fact that you and I are going to go the way of all the earth. And when you understand that fact, when you understand the end, you can understand how to live in the middle. It's a great phrase by uh, Stephen Covey. He's a writer. Uh, a well-known well guy wrote a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm pretty sure this is one of the habits. I know it's his phrase somewhere. I think it's one of the habits. Where he says to begin with the end in mind. People who do well at things begin with the end in mind. Actually say, okay, if here's how this thing ends, now let me begin and start moving towards it. Whether it's setting a goal, working on a project, whatever, figuring out what direction you want your life to take. Begin with the end in mind. You need to know where you want to finish. I, David was like, this is the way of all the earth. 
And I think one of the things that, that he, he lived, he lived his life with this kind of freedom. He did bold things, courageous things, risky things. He had moments all throughout his life where he was about to go the way of all the earth as a young man, as a middle-aged man. All through his life, he was like, you know, these just kind of super close encounters with, <laughs> with places that, you know, things go a little bit left or right. You know, who knows how this thing ends. There's a lot of moments like that at man camp. <laughs> But, uh, but he got it, you know, and I just, I want to encourage, you know, I, this may seem like a strange thing, but you know, what? if you want to live a life that goes wholeheartedly after God, you have to wrap your mind around this one thing. Every one of us in this room is going to go the way of all the earth. No, no matter what that looks like, some get the grace to, to see it right through to like David with sons and, and grandchildren and all that, and some it's shorter. But if you can live your life knowing this life is not all that matters, you have got the opportunity to really live. This is why Jesus talks about, you want to find life? You find your life when you let it go. We sing that song, picks up on Jesus' words, that whoever wants to come after me must take up their cross, must follow me daily. If you want to find life, you've got to lose your life. If you lose your life, you'll find it. And if you try to hold on to it and live like this life is all there is, you'll lose it. And so I, I just think, you know, we have to be people who at some level kind of wrap our minds around this. You know, that, you know what, we've got one life to live. We've got one life. And whether we go for it or whether we play it safe, we're going to go the way of all the earth. So why not, if you're a person of faith and you, you, you trust in this and you say, you know what, actually, it's not about this short life. It's about God is using this short life to prepare us for eternity. That that's what's really going to matter. And, and, and one day we'll all go away. That changes how you live. And what an amazing, amazing thing David grasped. I think that's why, you know, if you're like, man, I'd love to live like David. I mean, this guy was bold. He took on people like Goliath. He'd, he'd go after armies. He, 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 would, he would, you know, he built, you know, he, he just secured a whole nation. He, he brought a pe group of people together as a kingdom like never before. He did all these crazy, incredible things that God called him to because he wasn't trying to play it safe in life. And he was, he was comfortable. He had trusted his life to God. We saw that all through the weekend. He trusted God as his, as his strength, as his shield. And, and those were the things he lived from. So uh, I think his first thing is let's live with the end in mind. You want to go hard after God? Don't, don't live just to try and act like this life is all there is. You know, Jesus tells this last thing I'll say on this idea. But, you know, Jesus tells this parable of a rich man who has got lots and lots of stuff. And so what he decides to do is he's got all this stuff. He thinks to himself, what am I going to do with all my stuff? And he decides, I know what I'll do. I'll build these bigger barns. And so he keeps on building bigger barns and bigger barns and storing up more and more things for himself and storing up more for himself. And, and in the story, Jesus said, that guy, he says, and he, he, the way he tells the story is he says, you fool. Don't you know that this night your life will be demanded of you? And the point is he's saying, you're a fool. You keep trying to live like this life is all there is. You're stockpiling more and more for yourself. One day you're going to go the way of all the earth. That is a foolish way to live. Because one day we're all, we're all and, and, and so Jesus says this is where life is found. It is by realizing, you know what, this life is a short life. Live for God with all you've got. Because we've got a, a, short, a short window to go wholeheartedly for him. So live with the end in mind. Second thing I think uh, that is great to, to, to kind of grab hold of in these is David's first phrase, and it's a good one. It, well, the, the second phrase, rather. The second phrase is a good one. 
So be strong. Act like a man. Act like a man. All right. You content one day go all the way. So you know what? In the meantime and in the in-between time, be strong. Act like a man. We, all weekend long, I feel especially uh, qualified to speak on what it looks like to act like a man tonight. I spent a weekend with men. We were there together. Learned, you know, there were some things. You could just, if you observed the kind of 60-ish guys or whatever who were there, you could see what it looks like to act like a man. I can tell you this. To act like a man is not to eat salad. <laughs> I, you walked around and you saw nothing at mealtime but plates of meat. There was nothing else on those plates. You know, no, I, I tell you, there was a steak on the plate, and if you wanted a side, it was a side of bacon. And that, that is what, that is one part, clearly, of what it is like to act like a man. It is to eat meat. I'm, I'm speaking merely as an observer of, I'm not, I'm not judging this, I myself ate nothing but three steaks yesterday and some potato chips because, like I said, we may not do salad, but vegetables are important. And potatoes, as I understand, at one point in their life are sometimes considered a vegetable. And by the time they're a chip, they're still there. So, you know, act like a man. You know, we, we had so much fun. You know, to act like a man. You know, there, there are all kinds of great things. That's like one of the, that's one of the fun things. You know, everybody, you know what I think, though, actually, the majority of men I also, I know, not the majority, there were quite a lot who their wives sent food with them. Uh, my, I, I'm included in this. I had, a, I had a tray of nicely cut vegetables, but they're still exactly the way they were <laughs> on Friday when they were sent. You know, so it's. You just, there's a different way men think about a weekend away, you know? I'm like, steak, good, you know? Uh, no one's here to force me to eat those? Okay, all right? I'm not trying to pretend in front of Levi like I like this. Why would I do that? <laughs> so there's, there's all these things to act like a man. You know, one of, you know, on this weekend, there were so many cool things. One of the, you know, one of the fun things that we had, we, we, we were so you know, convinced of what it looked like to act like a man that we did, in fact, and I've got mine here to prove it, have these man cards. And the man cards were sometimes given and sometimes taken away. There were things like, uh, I, I nominated uh, Kevin Ingham. I don't think he's here tonight. but Oh, there he is. Have you begun the process of cleaning your Land Cruiser? He has. Have you completed it? No. <laughs> He, there was three guys who were all phenomenal drivers in this giant mud pit. If you've ever watched, like, I don't know, Monster Jam on a Saturday night, it was a little like the freestyle portion of that, you know. So they're out in this mud pit, this giant just, oh, just, you know, hitting it, donuts, flying around, just fanging around in the four-wheel drives. Unbelievable stuff. Kevin Ingham was, like, professional driver at this. I don't know if there's a career, but it was phenomenal. You know, we were, like, that's... That's what men like to do, you know. Uh, well, it just never really changes. You know, if you've got an opportunity to drive a vehicle fast and slide through some mud, act like a man and take that opportunity. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, but, 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 you know, these are like, those are, 
they're the icing on the cake of being a man. Those are the good things. You know, it's, it's actually, it is, it's good. It's good to play in mud. It's, it's good to, it's good to, you know, to eat steak with a side of bacon when you can. And, uh, but the core and what we talked about is, you know what, acting like a man, those, those are like the icing. They're the bonus things you get to do that may not have happened at Fresh Conference. But, that, you know, um, the core, the core of what David was saying when he was saying, act like a man. Uh, get this. It wasn't, he wasn't saying to Solomon as well, act like a man, like pretend you're a man. Like you're going to be king, so you better put on. No, he was saying, Solomon, be strong and let your actions be that of a man. And a man, what we decided actually and what we really talked about, you know, the, the core actually of what it takes to have one of these. We, we looked at David's life and, and really it's all about this idea of, you know, David, he was a man. He was a man among men. And he was, he was these three things are what we looked at. And some of you, so you, you may not have been there, but I, I want you to see this. Now, he was a warrior. And we talked about being a warrior is it's about taking a stand for God when other forces would come against you. A warrior spirit says, I'm going to take a stand for God. And that's what men do. Uh, boys aren't there yet, but men are called to do that. And we talked about not just this warrior heart, and these things are about a heart, you know. Uh, it's about actually what's on the inside. It manifests in our Actions, but we talked about the, uh, you know what, men, uh, when David, when he was saying to Solomon, act like a man, and this is how David acted, he was saying, act like a king, because David had the heart of a king. Even before he was a king, he had the heart of a king. And kings are people who take responsibility and watch over and serve other people. That's what it meant to David to be a king. And, 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 and David was a man who was a lover of God. He was a lover of God. He wrote passionate poetry, songs about God. He, he, we talked about this word. He relentlessly pursued God. To David, that's what it meant to be a man. And, and so to, 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 to have the man card is to say, you know what, I'm going to have this. And if you're, if you're, one of the guys who was on the camp, you know, I hope it's just remember, this is what we're talking about. And if you weren't someone who was there, I want you to see this is what, when I say, when David says act like a man, he's not just saying, you know, whatever. You fill in your stereotype of what you think it means to act like a man. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, you know, you are called to reflect that heart of God in your lives. And, and, and. And so I just, I just want to say this, and this is where, as well, um, you know, this is the, uh, we're, we're, we're talking and, and, and grunting a lot tonight. And, uh, but it's the same for women as well, that the call of God on your life, there's a difference between, at some point, we all start as children. And you can translate this as well in one sense, that each one of us, when we reach a certain point in life, what this is meant to say to us is, is this is the charge? Is act like an act like an adult, act like a man or act like a woman, take responsibility for who you are, and, and take responsibility for what's around you. Do you know? Uh, uh, and every one of us, you know, has to choose at some point when we decide. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna step up to the plate. 
and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after this. You know, the world, and I'll say this is my last thing to, to men in general and to, to, to the young men coming up and to the men who are there and men here generally. The world becomes a good place when men act like men. When they reflect that heart of a warrior, that heart of a king, that heart of a lover after God, the world becomes a good place. And you want to, you want to pinpoint in so many ways what's wrong with the world all too often it's simply that men are not acting like men. And instead of using their power to love and to serve the way a king should, they use it to serve themselves. And, and, and you look at, at, at the biggest problems of our world. You know, Paul Ray Bent was saying to me at the beginning to, tonight, because I know at Fresh, one of the things they talked about was the child trafficking issue. And, and we all know how painful that is to think. What's at the core of it is men who don't act like men, who, who take their power that God's given to them as men, and they use it for their own gain and for sick and twisted things instead of using their power as men to love and to serve and to protect. Almost all the major problems of the world would be solved if men acted like men, who took stands for what's right, took responsibility for themselves and the people around them, and were just people who loved God. And wanted to live for him. And I only say that that's in no way uh, like a, a rebuke to anyone's room. It's a like, imagine what we can do as men when we choose to say we're going to live as that warrior, king, lover of God kind of life. That's how you change the world. Can I get a grunt? <laughs> that's it. Grunts will change the world. Come on. Man card. And his last thing, this is a summary thing. You know, he says to him, so, so, so do this. He's like, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. This is the way the world works. So be strong. Act like a man. And then he, he spells out and says this, and, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Just observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him. Keep his decrees and commands. He basically just says, all right, be strong, act like a man. And you want to know, Psalm, at the end of the day, you just take this and live by it. And you just try to be careful to, as best you can, understand God's word and obey it. Don't just get excited about it. Don't just sing about it, though that's good. Don't just uh, stick it on a shelf somewhere. Obey it. In each and every scenario, you can go to, to God's word to figure out how to live and, and what direction to go and what to take. He's like, you're about to become king. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff going to come your way. Just take care to try and observe everything that's written in God's word. What a great reminder. You know, no matter, no matter what, uh, what station in life, what season of life, what direction in life, if we make it our business and our objective and our goal to just try to understand this word and live according to it, uh, it will go well with us. David says to him, if you do this, 
you know what? God promised me, and this is David's specific story, God promises him that as long as you and your descendants faithfully obey my word and follow me with all their heart and soul, there will never fail to be a, a king in your line that sits on the throne. And this is one part prophetic. There is going to be a king in David's line on the throne forever. That's Jesus. David's family line runs all the way to Jesus Christ. And, 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 and Jesus is on the throne forever. He's there now. He will be for eternity. But God was promising him, if you do this as well, then, then even, you know, just in the nation of Israel, there will always be someone on the throne. And you know what happened was Noah, his, his own son, Solomon, didn't even fall in with all his heart and soul. And by the next son, the kingdom's essentially kind of destroyed. David's charging him. He's telling him, like, do this. Because God said if they walk faithfully, you'll never fail to have a successor. I, I love as well this, this phrase, this, this last phrase. You know, he says, do this. If you obey it all, do this so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. If we will just make it our ambition and our business to live as best we can according to all God has here, we live lives that actually prosper. Good things. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, you're rich and famous and all your dreams come true. I'm saying you will have a life that prospers, where there is goodness, there is blessing, there is, it is producing good fruit and good things in this world. This is David's final charge to Solomon. I, love, I just think, what a powerful picture. Here he is, David, all his life. From a shepherd to defeating Goliath to a warrior to leading armies to leading a kingdom. David, adulterer, murderer, for one who was forgiven, poet, songwriter, scripture writer, prophetic. All his life, all he'd been through. And these are his last words. Solomon. I'm going away of all the earth, so be strong, act like a man, and be careful to observe everything God says. And if you do that, if you just do that, you will prosper. That's my final charge to all the men from the weekend who are here. If you accept this charge, please grunt. That's good. And I want to pray for... I want to just pray for us tonight, though, and I think even, even more than just grunting. I want to just give uh, the opportunity, and, and, and it's like it's a man weekend, so, so ladies, please don't be offended. Like, honestly, I really am saying that in a genuine way. I just want to pray for the men tonight. It's been a, it's been a good weekend. I want to pray for the men of our church, and some of you may not have even been there, but obviously, uh, you know, even as you hear those words tonight and those words of Scripture and that charge of David's, I want to just, I'm going to invite you know what, if you're a man who just says, I want to, I want to be strong, I want to act like a man, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing the man card, the warrior, the king, the lover of God. Uh, I just want to, I want to pray for you. You know, I know that's my heart's desire. I'm standing in this myself saying, God, make me that way. Make me more and more that way. And I want to pray for, for all the men specifically. And, and I'm just going to invite you to stand right now. If you want to answer that charge, if you're a man, I want to just pray specifically and especially over you. 
And I invite everyone who's sitting and, and anyone who's, who is sitting, if you're comfortable with it, you know, you stretch your hands just in the direction of these men or open your hands and, and you just join silently in prayer. And, uh, and I just want to pray, just pray over you right in this moment. King Jesus in heaven, we recognize you are on your throne. Tonight we stand here as men in your presence. Complete and total submission to you. We've heard your word. Our heart's desire is to be the man you've created us to be. And we ask that by your Holy Spirit, even now in this room, you would just be releasing a, a fresh anointing on each life. That, Lord, you'd be releasing a fresh anointing on each man who stands here before you. Saying, I answer that charge. That, Lord, you would release more of that warrior spirit. That strength. That strength of character. That willingness to take a stand no matter what might come against us. For you, our King, Jesus. Would you release it? Would you pour it out? Would you be touching just hearts and all, all around the room of the guy standing, Lord? Would you just be deposited, just releasing it? Lord, would you release more? More of that king heart. More of that king spirit. That under complete and total submission to you, our actual King Jesus, that we might Help rule on your behalf in this world. You give us capacity to rule our own selves well in our own hearts, in our own lives. And then to take responsibility and to watch over those who are around us who you place in our circles of influence. Lord, would you release that, that servant-minded heart to watch over those around us. Lord, we can't do it on our own. We don't pretend to. We ask that your spirit would fill us and enable us to. We might represent you well. And Lord, I pray for that spirit, that, that, that lover heart to just be in ever-increasing measure burning within our lives. That we would love you. We would pursue you. We would have hearts after you. That go after you. That, Lord, we, we would be like David in his relentless pursuit of you. Lord, we need you to give it to us. We need you to, to stoke those flames. And I pray that even tonight you just be continuing just to release more, more, Lord. So, God, we stand here and we say yes. We want to be known as men after your heart. Would you enable us, Lord, power of your Holy Spirit within, anoint us to be those kind of men. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. amen. Oh, I was actually, I was looking for the oh, oh. And then say, oh, if you're standing, give me a grunt. Come on, come on. Why don't you rest you stand with them? Let's stand together.